Welcome to GovCast. I am your host, Managing Editor Amy Kluber. The Centers of Excellence under the General Service Administration's Technology Transformation Services Office aims to accelerate IT modernization by centralizing best practices across a number of focus areas, one of those being artificial intelligence. We spoke to the Center's Director of Acquisitions, Omid Ghaffari Tabrizi, and Director of Artificial Intelligence, Krista Kennard, about some of their efforts to advance the tech and what's on the horizon. Omid and Krista, thanks so much for joining us on GovCast. You guys are involved in some pretty interesting work at GSA, especially having to do with artificial intelligence. So I'm really looking forward to digging in a little bit more about the Centers of Excellence and some of the projects you're working on. Thank you very much. Really glad to be here. Yeah, thanks. We're really excited to share. Omid, I know your background is in law. How did you get involved in the technology space and in GSA in general? Yeah, so it was actually the reverse. I started in tech and went into law, kind of. My father was an electrical engineer, and he introduced my brothers and I to computers from really as early as I can remember. He created an active RFID system that we ended up open sourcing. And while I was a lawyer, I was actually using a lot of tools that other folks weren't necessarily using, just kind of getting in on that background that I had and ended up developing a few tools myself, including one to help people clear their criminal records. While I was doing that, because of the fact I had to interact with a lot of government websites, I actually came across the U.S. web design system, which TTS manages, and I ended up taking a position in 18F. Wow, that is quite a journey. (laughs) Krista, I know your path to GSA is a bit new. I think you came into the role in October. Is that right? That's correct. I joined actually when they stood up the TTS AI portfolio and the AI Center of Excellence. That's when I came on board. Awesome. What got you interested in the agency? So before joining the COEs, I was actually working as a data scientist and technical lead for a company working in the government space, so for a vendor. And I spent a lot of time developing AI solutions and writing code and interacting with government in terms of understanding their problems and how AI could be a solution. But really, one of the big things that I saw was it doesn't matter if you can build the greatest technology in the world, right? It doesn't matter if you've got this revolutionary AI tool. There's much more to adoption of AI in government than just the technology. And so I decided to join the Centers of Excellence when I saw that they were standing up um, an artificial intelligence arm because I really wanted to start tackling that from the government side, right? It's not just about technology. It's about bringing that technology to the people and the missions that need it the most. That's a good way of looking at it. So I understand the Centers of Excellence fits underneath the technology transformation services. So can you paint a little bit how that looks like at the agency? Sure, I can speak a little bit to that. So technology transformation services broadly is a section of GSA that is really meant to look outwards to the rest of the federal government and help drive adoption and innovation around IT modernization. And we do that in a lot of different ways, right? We've got offerings like data.gov and cloud.gov and login.gov and so many others. And then we've also got some services, right? And that's really where you're seeing 18F and the Presidential Innovation Fellows Program. 
And the centers of excellence sit very squarely kind of in this offering of we go out, we partner with agencies at the kind of CXO level and together, right, with our technology expertise and the subject and mission expertise of our partner agencies really drive technology modernization. And since AI really has become this phenomenon, we recognized as TTS that artificial intelligence needs to be something that we focus on and needs to be something that we push on. And so that's why the Centers of Excellence said we absolutely need to have an AI focus. And, and we stood that up to begin to partner with agencies to really help them think about their mission space and the challenges that they're facing and how we can engage at that high level to really drive that modernization and to drive that adoption. Omid, with your area being on the procurement side, why does AI need procurement? And what are some of your initiatives that you're looking to focus on as part of the Centers of Excellence? Sure. So AI, really, it's going to be the future of what the government does. So folks in the procurement space, the acquisition workforce itself, as well as kind of some of those program and project team members we work with, really need to be able to understand why and what it is that AI is going to do for the various different missions that are being served uh, by those procurements that are stood up to support them. And to really just kind of make sure that that base level of understanding is there through the idea of just using those same quote unquote things that are being bought. The more familiarity you have with the technology, the more familiarity you have with kind of the pros and cons and, and sort of the possibilities of a technology like AI, the more you be able to kind of figure out the ways in which it can improve day-to-day -day work, such as making it easier to put together some of these solicitations using previous information, or even to kind of get yourself into a place as a member of the acquisition workforce where you will be able to implement long-term solutions that will stick. To me, is that at the end of the day, whenever you're doing anything in the government, and I may be a little biased, of course, being on the acquisition side, but it all comes down to a procurement, right? So to me, it's incredibly important for folks in the workforce as we end up getting more and more buys, more and more unique and technologically forward buys to be able to understand what we're using and what we're doing and how to evaluate what we're looking for properly. Interesting. And Krista, with your background in data science, is that informing how you're thinking about AI currently right now? Absolutely. And actually, one of the things that I really appreciate most about being a part of TT and the Centers of Excellence is the deep technical experience that all of the, the folks that work here bring to the table because that data science training and that data science mentality that I have, right, really kind of shapes how I think about this. We talk about how AI is an iterative process, right? And there's this training and development life cycle that's different than traditional software. But, you know, I've, I've done that. It means something really important to me. I've lived it. So I, I see how the technology and the development life cycle really needs to be paired and matched with business processes and organizational processes. So that really helps inform how I engage with our partners. And then the other side of that is that technical expertise that I have helps me really evaluate what does this space look like and what are realistic and feasible projects that we can start to embrace and bring into this space. So thinking of the other focus areas of the centers of excellence, I know AI is just a part of that. Omid, do you think AI is, like, how would you weigh AI in terms of the other focuses in terms of expediting the procurement process across agencies? Do you think it's emerging or do you think it has a lot of opportunity compared to everything else? Where do you see it going in the future? 
Yeah, that's a great question, actually, um, because this happens a lot, right? The new, great, kind of shiny technology that'll pop up and figuring out ways in which it can be used or optimized doesn't end up sometimes actually matching those original expectations. But with some of the technology, AI being one of them, actually, and machine learning, robotic process automation, and advanced data analytics, to me, those four are some of the new technologies that really do have, I like to think of it as an actual kind of base behind its potential. Machine learning, RPA, we've already proven it throughout the government, not just the GSA and its bot farm, but a variety of other agencies have put together their own bots to show really how we can reduce some of those routine, rote, low-level manual tasks. And then when you get into some of the more advanced work that you can implement with the data analytics and the data kind of work that, frankly, geniuses like Krista put together for us, along with some of the, the assistance from the AI. I know we have a new member of our team at COE who calls it augmented intelligence. I really like that idea because AI in the procurement process in particular, I think is going to be incredibly useful to make connections that you may not always be able to see when you don't have some of that visibility, when you don't have some of the speed and let's call it the natural intelligence that you can bring out of an AI algorithm or an AI enhanced system and really begin to focus on some of those very tough decisions that you have to make when you do try to bring a new technology into the government. You know, I mean, the, the FAR is a living, breathing document. It has a ton of flexibility. But with anything, when you're trying to bring something new, you have to look back to see how did that work in the past or similar sort of scenarios in the past. So I think that one of the beauties of some of these technologies that I've mentioned is, is that you do get the opportunity to see some of those connections in kind of a real practical sense. You can see some of the old buys, clauses, eval factors, and things like that that work how they worked and things like that. So to me, it's just been an incredible boon to see things you wouldn't have otherwise seen. Very interesting. Part of the Centers of Excellence, I mean, the whole point of them is to really partner with agencies and kind of share best practices, strategize around technologies, in this case, AI. So Jake, being one of those partnerships, how have you guys thought about AI during this partnership? And how is that informing the acquisition strategy? So I, I think this has been an incredibly mutually beneficial relationship. We're getting a far more holistic view of how AI can be applied throughout the government by moving outside of the civilian space. I think that we, we're all so familiar with not only at GSA, but COE. I mean, we, we've got a great number of projects that we've been working on lately, like this Jake engagement, that do help us see some of those other arenas where AI is being implemented and, and finding out some of the, let's call it general best practices that we can apply regardless of what department or agency you're in. And I think that's incredibly important for the acquisition workforce in particular when we are talking about these new and emerging technologies because it is so important to share information with one another so we don't end up reinventing the wheel or we don't end up kind of losing a bit of time in urgent situations like the one we're in right now with responding to things as quickly as we have to. So I think that we've learned a, a lot in terms of what it would take to bring the acquisition workforce up to a certain level to be able to support some of the technical teams while also doing a bit of the reverse, helping the technical teams understand what procurement teams can really do for them to make your wildest dreams come true kind of thing, right? Uh, like I said, the FAR has a ton of flexibility within it in the sense of implementing new strategies, new techniques to procure technologies like AI, RPA, ML, and all the rest of it. And, you know, it really, I think that that relationship with Jake, you know, it started actually at an event that government CIO put together where, where my 
myself and a, a team member, the lead over at the acquisition team at Jake met with one another. And our conversation more or less boiled down to, hey, whatever we're doing, we need to make sure everyone else can learn from it. And I think that to me, as an acquisition person, it has been the best part about it is it's created a community of folks that are not only thinking kind of about the same sort of problems, but thinking about ways to share what we've learned with others so that they can help us solve newer, bigger, better problems. That's interesting, especially for our event. I mean, our our events are really, that's the whole goal really is what the Centers of Excellence are doing now is to bring people together and share those best practices. So that's pretty awesome that we got to have that featured at our event. It's good to hear that it was working. (laughs) So Krista, how are the various partnerships with the COEs teaching you some things about how to implement some of the tech best practices around AI? So I think that our partnerships that we've got in AI are teaching us a lot of those on the ground lessons, right? When you actually get down to the nitty gritty of it and roll up your sleeves and start trying to do this in the government space. What does it take, right? So earlier when I was talking about being a data scientist and running into some of these challenges of getting the technology into the space, right? Every agency is different and every organization is going to have some different unique challenges. And I really like the point that Omid made about sharing this, right? So part of our our mentality here at the Centers of Excellence and, and through TTS AI more broadly is to surface these lessons learned, to surface these best practices that are coming out of our engagement, to be able to share with the rest of the government. And honestly, those open conversations where we're able to hear what other groups are doing in the AI space, we're also able to bring in and say, oh, interesting, you ran into this challenge at the program level. Let's see how we can address that on our individual engagement here through the Centers of Excellence. And then in regard to the workforce and training, that's something we always hear around AIs. You know, Omid, you mentioned augmented reality or augmented uh, automation. It's not meant to replace the human. How are you thinking about the workforce in terms of implementing AI in regards to training or developing it? So that's a really great question. And it's something that TTS AI broadly is thinking about and is one of the biggest reasons we formed the government-wide, government-only AI community of practice, right? It's to create that shared space where government can come together and not just share those lessons learned and best practices, but also we can serve as a mechanism for spreading the education, right? So we've hosted a number of webinars, for example. We have in-person and now increasingly virtual events where people can come together around a specific topic in AI to learn a little bit more. So Omid's been a really great part of the community sharing his acquisition expertise, for example. But then we're also creating a space where people can share things like use cases and what they've done and share resources they've used to upskill their workforce. Because at the end of the day, the government workforce is is really, I think, rich with people who have the, the ability to grow into this space. And I think it's just a matter of making sure people have the tools that they need to really learn and be empowered to get the skills to drive this forward. And that's really what the community of practice aims to do. Now, Omid, at our tech forum in December, you spoke of the necessity of a rapid fire feedback loop, something we hear about all too often in government right now, especially in IT is agile and DevOps. How are the centers thinking about agile processes when it comes to acquisition? And is AI involved in that at all? 
Yeah, so I'm a, a huge proponent, and, and I believe I can say the same as of TTS in terms of getting feedback related to how we go about buying things, right? The uh, AI community of practice and, and all of the professionals that are technically minded have done a wonderful job of teaching folks in the acquisition side the why and the what we're buying. But the how part, that really is where industry has been incredibly helpful in responding to our call for feedback, you know, is the indefinite RFI that we put up at, at COE on our GitHub repo has been utilized to give us a lot of just kind of one-off bits of information. The RFIs that we have put out and the engagements that we've had with the community, whether they've been with particular vendors or, or larger groups, have been incredibly helpful to give us that sort of sense and mentality of what our best practices in private sector right now related to, let's say, payment and fee structures, data and IP rights, or even getting down into some of the nitty-gritty details related to the connotation of certain words in the eyes of industry versus the eyes of the contracting officer. All of these sort of details related to the way in which we write out the contract, write out the ask that we have from folks, it has been incredibly helpful to get clearer, sort of more concise uh, and managed set of expectations on both sides so we can create that partnership, right? Emerging technologies, regardless of AI or whatever it may be in 20 years from now, will always require a, a little bit of sort of collaboration and cooperation that may be a little bit more than what it would be in something that's already scalable and already kind of standardized. So without industry participation in some of these engagements that we have with some of these questions that we have related to the how should we go about buying this, we end up kind of exactly what I said earlier, reinventing the wheel because we're not sharing the information of what has worked in the private sector before we do put it into the public sector. So I think AI really as one of those technologies is incredibly exciting because it's forcing us to think differently about procurement in a way other emerging technologies really aren't, right? It's not just the technical newness of AI that we have to learn to adapt to. But there's a bit of that ethical and human sort of concern that does come from utilizing AI that teams like Krista, who are so well-versed in this, know how to kind of guide us on the acquisition side into the right direction and learning a little bit from industry in terms of how those kind of frameworks that we're standing up will end up being, let's say, implemented or, or how industry partners will react to them has been so huge to make sure we get our RFQs out the door quickly and quote unquote, right the first go around. So that to me, I think is why AI is so important for procurement advancements, because it does do more than just implicate new technologies. Interesting. So I know both of you, the Centers of Excellence is so, I guess, large, comparatively speaking, with a, a lot of teams in government especially on something like this, where you're sharing best practices and trying to figure out some of these technologies. How do you guys work together? Omid and Krista, are you guys like, what does that partnership look like for you two? For me, I got to say, I feel like I'm just riding Krista's coattails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I feel like I'm probably Omid's least favorite person no, because no. when I'm on the ground working, you know, with our, our partner organizations, I constantly have questions for him and I'm just, I'm pinging him left and right. Omid, what do you think about this? Omid, what do you think about that? And I think that's one of the things that I really love about the Centers of Excellence and honestly, what drives us to be able to have the success that we do. I've said it a thousand times internally, but I've never worked with so many overachievers in my life. Everyone really is dedicated to our mission and dedicated to making sure that when we partner with these agencies, we're 
doing something that's meaningful, that's impactful, that's really going to deliver value to how our partner organizations meet their mission. And I think that we're all really good about communicating with each other. And when we have a question, not being afraid to jump over a silo or to reach out to someone who may know more than I do. Acquisition is a great example of that, right? I, I'm not an acquisition professional, so I don't have all the answers. So when I need that, I reach out to Omid and he's really able to create that. And I know one of the things that Omid really loves to talk about are cross-functional teams. And I really think that that's the value that the COEs bring is we have expertise in kind of all of the areas that are required to support the development of these projects. And that, that's really what drives us as an organization and, and helps us bring success to our, our partner agencies. Yeah, I think that cross-functional team mentioned, I do love to talk about it because I do think that is what has made so many of the efforts that not just us at COE and TTS, but a lot of the other innovative groups throughout GSA and the government have really been able to show is a successful way to get projects done is making sure you do have folks with different perspectives, with different skill sets there as early as possible to kind of influence some of the decisions that are being made to make sure that they're going to be the best for what is going to be the ultimate end user of whatever it is that's being procured. And without kind of that focus on not only building that cross-functional team on the project level, but like at COE, what we do is actually build that on the agency level, where it's more than just technologists and acquisition folks, right? We talk to lawyers, we talk to our comms folks, we talk to even the CISO and CIO and all sorts of other different teams throughout an agency to make sure, again, that projects can stick even after we're gone. It's, I think, an incredible lesson that TTS and COEs and, like I said, all the other groups doing things like this have been able to show is that comes from that, the power of that cross-functionality that we have here at COE. Certainly sounds like a model that will last, especially as you guys are trying to partner with more agencies and kind of expand these capabilities. Where do you see AI growing into or expanding in government? I think this is a really great question because I have been so pleasantly, I don't know if surprised is the right word, but as I look across government and start to engage with, with folks through my role in the COEs and with the community of practice, government really is thinking very deeply about this. And I think that the landscape is really wide open in terms of opportunities. And even if certain agencies don't necessarily have anything large scale underway, there's a lot of thinking around pilots and prototypes and how can we really start bringing this into, into the space. And I think that it's not just about mission delivery, right? I think that there's points of commonality across government that we're starting to see AI being an opportunity that if we apply it in one agency, we can maybe take that and apply it in another, right? What we're doing, for example, with my project in robotics process automation right now, we're absolutely learning from what other folks have done in this space and other agencies to be able to apply it to this specific project. RPA is getting so much attention at GSA. I mean, we spoke to Gerard Bedoric on GovCast earlier. It's super interesting to hear about all those efforts. So I'm sure it's only going to grow from there. Do you see AI growing exponentially compared to some of the other capabilities? I see the growth of AI as huge going forward. And I think it's because the government is incredibly data rich and AI really provides us the ability to start evaluating and understanding that data and leveraging it as a strategic asset, right? So that we can 
really start driving decision-making and driving how government meets its mission. So given the size and richness of government data, I see so many opportunities for AI and think it's going to really be a huge space as we go forward. Well, Omid and Krista, thanks. I know we could probably take this conversation in so many different directions. And this is such a a huge technology right now. And everyone's talking about it. And it's awesome to hear about the efforts that GSA is doing to figure it out and help other agencies figure it out as well. So thanks so much for talking to me about this. And hopefully we can catch up on some of the initiatives that are underway in the future. Thanks so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you. GovCast is a production of Government CIO Media and Research. For more podcasts, head to governmentcio.com slash podcasts. If you liked what you hear, let us know by leaving us a review in iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. GovCast is produced by Amy Kluber. Theme music provided by Big Hoax. If you're interested in sponsoring a podcast, contact us at sponsor at governmentcio.com. Sponsor at